What's going on, guys? It's me, Stephen Bagel, a.k.a. the NB Eagle, your mom's favorite podcast. So first off, I just wanted to apologize for you guys for not recording a podcast in about a month. I know I've been slacking on giving content, but I felt with everything going on in the world right now between the pandemic and especially the um, systematic racism we've experienced with the killing of George Floyd recently, we haven't really... It was never an appropriate time for me to really release content. So, here I am. Today, we are going to be talking about the Bleacher Report fantasy series that we that was done last month. And I have everyone's favorite special guest, Alexa, here with me today to talk about those trades. But... And, of course, we have the firm date of July 30th for the NBA to restart back up. It's been four months, so it's basically been as if there was an off-season and we're starting a new year. That's how long it's been. But I can't continue and just jump right into all the good NBA stuff without really addressing what's going on in today's society. Clearly, there is something wrong with society, with the whole... Um, with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, obviously, I am a proponent of that. I am one who has always been a huge Colin Kaepernick supporter, someone who always believed in the message of what the message of kneeling for the anthem portrayed, because that was the whole point of it to begin with. It never had anything to do with disrespecting the flag, anything like that. And... Yeah, and now when people are looting stores and destroying everything, everyone's upset. So it just kind of shows that there's no good way to protest. I wish I was able to go to law school a year earlier. That way I could represent some of these people that are being arrested for peacefully protesting and represent them pro bono to help them, all of them that were arrested get out of jail. Unfortunately, I haven't yet taken the bar exam. I'm not taking that until September, so it's kind of tricky for me to be able to do that right now. But, yeah, I mean, I have two, three, four of my very close friends are African-Americans, and I just pray for them that they don't get pulled over for something like speeding, and then who the hell knows what's going to happen. And it's a shame that that's how we have to live our lives, that law enforcement or people that we're supposed to be able to trust, and... I'm not one of those people to say all cops are bad because I think there's good apples and bad apples with everything in life. So I'm not going to say, okay, well, because Derek Culver killed George Floyd, that officer, sheriff, A, B, or C is a bad cop. Because I've met plenty of good cops in my life. But it's just a shame that overall people need to fear and be afraid and not be comfortable in their skin just because of the overwhelming amount of cops that are pretty fucking shitty. And it sucks that it's that way. And the only thing that pisses me off more than racist cops and racist people, or the, well, not piss me off more, but the thing that pisses me off next most is the people walking around saying all lives matter. To me, when people say something like all lives matter... I feel like that's the same thing as walking around on September 11th, 2001, saying all buildings matter. There's a historic building getting burnt down, or 
getting burnt down to the ground because two planes flew into it, but everyone else is worried about all the other buildings. So that's an analogy I keep thinking, and we saw the Kings play-by-play announcer, if you want to relate this back to the NBA, tweeted at DeMarcus Cousins saying all lives matter, and he ended up losing his job because of it. So it just goes to show um, where we currently are as a society. We still clearly have a lot to learn, and there's clearly a lot of ignorant people out there that... I read a stat the other day that said 52% of people now support Colin Kaepernick and his kneeling. And it's like, after all this, there's still only 52% of people. That is mind-blowing that half the people in America still can't get behind the message that he tries to convey. And that shows how ignorant we are as a country, and that shows how ignorant we are as a community as a whole. But I want to jump in, too, because I feel like there are a lot of people that are ignorant out there, but I feel like what I've seen lately that's kind of nice to see is... People are very angry, as they should be, but people are also open to educating others and showing these people that are ignorant that you should be so angry at for not seeing that there's clearly racism going on in the world and, like, it's because of them. I think it's, like, nice to see people learning and being educated about everything. Um, I feel like even ourselves, like, there's so much think everyone didn't know and I think it's good to see and we were talking about even like the next generation like my brother's age seeing him and his friends talk about it and I think it is like very hopeful for the future that kids that are like I don't know like 14 15 years old are growing up and seeing how terrible really the world is and seeing and hoping that there is a way to change it I just I hope I like we just gotta hope that there is gonna be some real change happen and with change happening we seen the other day Kyrie Irving came out with the most prominent player aside from Kyrie speaking out on it is Dwight Howard and the way Dwight Howard worded it today was basically We shouldn't be playing basketball until this changes. And I don't want to say that was something stupid to say because I completely understand and agree with the message behind it. But saying you're not going to play basketball until something is fixed, this is something that's not going to be healed overnight. This is going to take years and years and years of education. And quite frankly, it's probably going to take more black people getting killed by cops in order for something to really change. Nothing's going to change overnight. It's well, unfortunately, that is what keeps happening. Like, people are protesting. And this is why this is the second big wave. Killed. They're literally getting killed at a protest for someone that's been killed. It's ridiculous, and it's terrible. And, yeah, I agree. I don't think it's something that's going to happen overnight I wish it was something that could change immediately but I don't think so but I also think I don't know I think players kind of going on a strike for the Black Lives Matter movement I I think it could be a good thing I feel like we we've seen how like Colin Kaepernick tried to make a difference and I think he's clearly made a statement but like it clearly didn't work like which I still think is crazy. 
And then now people are protesting and like, I think it, you've seen some things that are starting to change a little bit, but I really do think maybe a group of like professional athletes, if they say, you know what, we're not playing, like we want to see more change. It's like another protest happening. I think that could be a good thing. As much as I want to see the NBA back, I think that would be something nice to happen. Well, we're going to have to see how it plays out because the NBA approved the proposal to resume play on July 30th in Disney World where there would just be the select 22 teams, the 22 best teams in the league, 13 teams in the West, 9 teams in the East, all coming together and playing eight regular season games and then possibly a playing tournament for the eighth seed before starting the playoffs. And now that seems to be up in question with... Kyrie Irving leading the way with players between either being scared for the lives of getting coronavirus. I know Donovan Mitchell was one of the guys on the call with Kyrie saying he didn't feel safe playing. And we know Donovan Mitchell was the second NBA player to test positive for coronavirus. And other guys saying, okay, well, I don't want to play because of all the injustice going on in the world. We shouldn't be focused on basketball right now. Will African Americans, we should be focusing on changing the world. Dwight Howard today said that he is more, as much as he wants to win an NBA championship, because that's something he doesn't have yet, fixing the racist system that we're currently living in would be a bigger championship for him. So obviously he's not the only one to feel that way. Carmelo Anthony has also been one of the guys to really come out and speak out regarding it. So, it doesn't seem as positive that there's going to be basketball on July 30th, given that there was already um, a plan to play. I think they're going to have to work out something with the league so that... Because I do think it sucks. Like, so many of these guys, like, we saw here in Philly, like, Tobias, Matisse, and then Kyle Lowry were all, like protesting together like it's and Elden Brand oh yeah um, yeah Elden Brand was there too and I don't know to be pulled away from that is almost like you're being taken away from this huge movement and I don't know I I think that something needs to happen with the NBA for them to feel like they're able to go to Disney play these games while also still being a part of the protest for everything. And I don't know how they're going to do that, but I think that would be a solution. Now, for everything with COVID-19, I don't know. I I really don't know how they're going to be able to play safely. It, it makes no sense to me that if someone gets it, that they're just going to keep playing. If I know that there's been reports saying... It's not as contagious as what we originally thought, but it's also like, do we even know that? Because a month ago, we were in our homes, not going anywhere because we were all scared that it was contagious. So it's like, who's to say a month later that, oh yeah, it's not as contagious now? Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we don't know enough about it to be able to put these players at risk. It seems like... They need to have a bulletproof plan. Yeah. And they don't. But it's like, how are you ever really going to? 
I, I guess they figure they're not, so they just need to move on with it and play. Mm-hmm. They're doing what they can. And one thing Alexa mentioned to me yesterday is that it's stupid because the 22 teams worth of players that will be um, stuck in the Disney hotel aren't allowed to leave the hotel. But the employees working there can come and go as they please. So the employees could very easily contract coronavirus and then get all the players sick. Well, yeah, and that again goes back to us not knowing how contagious it truly is. But also, we do seem to know that you could be walking around without symptoms for two weeks. So even if these employees, like, I know myself at work, like, or at a lot of people at work, like, they're getting their temperature taken and, like, they're being told from their employers, like, don't come in if you feel sick. I'm sure, I'm definitely sure they're doing that at Disney, too. But, like, let's say you come to work, you're not showing any symptoms, and then two weeks later you have it, and then meanwhile, like, you've been interacting with all these players. Like, I I don't know. I That really surprised me that... They did that. Now, I don't know. I saw that. I forget where. I have no idea. I feel like I saw it, like, in an article somewhere. Um, I feel like the, like, news articles being news articles, maybe it was sort of, like, a clickbait type thing where these pl- these um, employees at Disney, maybe they are allowed to leave and go other places, but maybe they're just, like, allowed to go home. And, like, that's really it. So, I really don't know the entire details about that. Well, the premise of this podcast today, as much as I want to continue to talk about the NBA returning and everything going on between the pandemic and the social injustice that we've seen, I wanted to specifically talk about a topic today. For those of you who know me well, know how much I... How much of a hatred I have for Bleacher Reports and how terrible the writers are. But if you're looking to hire someone, I think Steven would be open to changing it for the better. <laughs> well, I would be able to fix the writing because they have such bad writers. I would be automatically the best writer that they had. They always do these articles like one trade every NBA team could make. And they're ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, the... Atlanta Hawks could trade Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter for Luka Doncic. And just, like, bogus trades like that. That's just an example of a random one I could make up. And it's like, yeah, whatever, Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter were both top ten picks, they're great guys, but, like, do you realize how much you would have to trade to get Luka Doncic from the Mavs? We saw Anthony Davis and Paul George each go for, like, seven first-round picks. I don't know what it is if Bleacher Report is just so in a rush to put out content that they don't really care what the content is because it's so clickbaity that they know, like, they're going to get the clicks and retweets regardless. Or if they're on, like, the other side of, like, a marketing standpoint and they're like, you know what, let's put these trades that probably wouldn't happen because they're stupid and let's get more people talking about it. Like, I'm very curious if that's their mindset, and, like, I, I think it's kind of dumb that they do that, but at the same time, like, look at us. We're talking about it right now. Well, what I also think is Bleacher Reports basically 
I don't want to say it's an it's a website for the less informed. It is. But I know, like, someone like myself, I'm much rather going to pay to read articles from The Athletic. And I understand people not wanting to pay to read articles. I don't necessarily blame them for that. I actually just canceled my Athletic subscription because I felt like I wasn't using it enough. But I feel like Bleacher Report, clearly, there was a distinction that, okay, this is why these people... Read Bleacher Report because. No, you know what Bleacher Report is? Hold on. Our dog is thirsty. I'm yeah, our dog water. needed water, so Alexa had to get up <laughs> to get her water. No, what Bleacher Report is, is the NBA keeps talking about how they need to get fans that aren't already NBA fans, or maybe they know a little bit about the NBA, but like they're not an NBA fan. It's about getting people on social media who are just browsing on there, they see, like, a funny video of, like, LeBron or something, someone like that, and they're like, oh, this is funny, and then they click on it, click follow, and it helps get people into the NBA who aren't already into it. That's what I think their purpose is. And I think it also attracts people who are already NBA fans, but I think that they're more put online to, like, have content that goes viral. Well, get, get those clicks. Well, what we're going to be talking about today is Bleacher Report in May did um, a fantasy league series where they had 30 different writers, each be a GM for each of the 30 NBA teams, and they made trades among themselves. They did a whole mock draft. They did combined, it ended up being 40 trades total. And at the conclusion of the 40 trades, they did an NBA mock draft. Well, after a bunch of trips, Picks were traded, they did their own lottery, and then they basically, um, yeah, they represented themselves as if they were NBA GMs. So, some of the trades were just draft pick related, I didn't include those in here, unless, like, it was egregious and I wanted to make fun of them. But I put 35 trades of the 40 that were done, and we're going to talk about them and how ridiculous some of them are. So, some of them I'm just going to mention because I don't have much to say about them. And then others we're going to kind of go in depth with them. So, the first one, the Wizards trade Troy Brown Jr. to the Rockets for Ben McLemore. I don't have much to say about this except Troy Brown Jr. was a 15th pick in the draft two years ago. I don't think the Wizards are going to give up on him for someone who's already been deemed a draft bust. But that's just me. Wizards are also kind of dumb. Next, well, we know that, but the Grizzlies trade Brandon Clark, who was most likely going to be on the all-rookie first team, but he's a little bit repetitive with Jan Jackson Jr. and what they have. Not really repetitive, because Jan Jackson Jr. can shoot and defend really well. Brandon Clark's more of a rebounding type guy who 
can't shoot at all. He is one of the ugliest jumpers I've ever seen. But Brandon Clark will go to the Raptors for OG and Obi and an unprotected 2021 first. Now, this one, I know Brandon Clark is really good and has a ton of potential, but OG and Obi, we know what he is, and that's one of the best defenders in the NBA. I can't picture a World War an NBA GM, especially Masai Ujiri, who's probably the best GM in the NBA, would be giving up OG and Obi, and not only a 2021 first, but an unprotected pick. No one gives up unprotected picks anymore. And in this... Um, and to partner that unprotected pick with OG and yeah, I think weird. I think if I'm the Raptors, I'm not trading OG and Obi for Brandon Clark straight up. Let alone including an unprotected 2021 mm-hmm. first in there. And in this mock draft, mock series, whatever you want to call it, unprotected picks flew. So, and NBA teams don't give up on protected picks anymore. Who writes these articles? Like, who wrote them? Well, this, was, this wasn't an article. It was 30 different writers for Bleacher Report. Okay, who, though? Who um, are you? Let me call you out. I was going to say, I know they had a list. <laughs> I know they had a list of all 30 writers. I just can't find it No, right but now. not even for this trade. They get worse. But, like, what I don't... I don't understand. The what Raptors, doing. the Raptors have a better record than they did last year with Kawhi Leonard, with OG and Obi taking over the role that Kawhi yeah. Leonard and Danny Green had. So OG and Obi's due. He's probably going to get close to a max extension. Ella. And that's our dog squeaking her toy. She wrote these articles. Now this one I think is the biggest, most asinine trade in this entire series. That's a great word. Asinine. I love that word. What does that mean? Like, I guess ridiculous. <laughs> you go, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, i never been asked to define what asinine What's the before. word asinine? Asinine. But it is one ass. Don't Siri, spell it with two S's. what does asinine mean? Asinine means extremely stupid or foolish. Stupid, foolish, ridiculous, same shit. That is Bleacher Report. Thanks, Siri. Bleacher Report is asinine. Okay, this was the most (laughs) asinine one out of everyone I've seen. The Kings give up Marvin Bagley Jr. or Marvin Bagley the third. Don't don't ask me why I called him Jr. And Nemanja Bjelica. I guess he's like a junior. He's the third, so he's like a double junior. Yeah. So they give up Bagley (laughs) and Bjelica for PJ Tucker, Denol House, and a 2022 first. So Marvin Bagley, the guy who they took number two overall over Luka Doncic, they're basically giving up on him. For P.J. Tucker, who's P.J. Tucker's great. He can def- he's one of the few guys in the league that could defend one through five, but he's 34 years old. Denol House, okay, whatever, that's a decent starting small forward. And an unprotected 2022 first from Houston, which might not be that good. You're giving up, not only are you giving up Marvin Bagley, but you're also throwing in Bielitsa, your starting power forward, in the trade with Bagley. So I think this was the most ridiculous one, that, oh yeah, they're just going to give up on Marvin Bagley, who, he hasn't played many games, he's been hurt the last two years, but when he's played, has shown to be pretty good and a building block for the Kings. And I feel like the Kings have made bad decisions before. Well, Vladi Divac's a dumbass. But this doesn't... I don't think they would even do this. Their biggest mistake was... Unless they're trying to, like, tank. Their biggest mistake was drafting Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. But, yes. but 
they can, in good faith now, just trade Marvin Bagley away after drafting him over Luka Doncic, especially for this. And, yeah, there's an unprotected 2022 first in there. Marvin Bagley was the number two pick. Odds are this 2022 Rockets first. There's no way the Rockets are going to get that bad that quickly that they would give up or that that 2022 first would be more valuable than Marvin Bagley. So I think this one is completely ridiculous. And then, not only did the Rockets trade rape the Kings to get Marvin Bagley, they then flipped Marvin Bagley to the Hawks. And it's Marvin Bagley, a 2021 second and 2023 second. So Marvin Bagley, two seconds for DeAndre Hunter and Shocking, another unprotected 2021 first. The Hawks. Throwing those picks around. And unprotected picks, again, do not happen anymore. Yeah, so the Hawks would basically be saying, yeah, the Hawks will bottom five team in the league. Let's give you one of our unprotected picks, which is probably going to be a top and five pick DeAndre again. DeAndre Hunter. Well, for Marvin Bagley. I know, but like... I feel like if it was like a lottery protected first in DeAndre Hunter, then that would be fair compensation. But there's no way the Hawks, who are a bottom five team in the league, are going to give away an unprotected pick next year. They could get the first pick. Yeah. That's why everyone's making fun of the T-Wolves because the T-Wolves had the third world shotgun in the league this year and traded their pick away to Golden State for D'Angelo Russell. So you would imagine, okay, they're not going to be the third world team in the league next year, but they gave away an unprotected pick to get D'Angelo Russell. So they're basically saying, okay, yeah, the Hawks, who are a bottom five team, are going to give away a potential top five pick. So it's a good trade for the Rockets to do, given that how little they had to trade away to get Marvin Bagley. But, again, ridiculous. Okay, another irrelevant trade. Clippers and Raptors do a swap of Matt Thomas and Terrence Mann. Most of you probably don't even know who either of them are. You're not missing much. Boring. The Jazz and Raptors. The Jazz trade Royce O'Neal and a 2022 second to the Raptors for Terrence Davis and Stanley Johnson. Terrence Davis, we know he went undrafted in last year's draft, ended up becoming the Raptors' sixth man, and is probably going to be on the all-rookie second team as an undrafted free agent. But the Jazz just locked up Royce O'Neal to a four-year extension. Why are they going to trade him in order to get one year of Terrence Davis, who is then going to hit unrestricted free agency because he went undrafted? I don't know. Now, this is the second most ridiculous trade behind the Marvin Bagley one. It's a three-teamer. The Pelicans get Garrett Temple and the 12th pick in the draft from the Sacramento Kings. They give up Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Nicola Melli, and two 20-21 seconds. The Nets... The Nets get Jabari fucking Parker. So you're telling me... Okay, whatever. Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Nicola Melli for the 12th pick swap? Uh, okay, I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker is better than that given how weak this uh, yeah. draft class is. But I think I could be convinced, especially with how bad these other trades are. But you're telling me the Nets are going to give up Garrett Temple, who's one of the key rotation players, and friends with Kyrie and KD, plus a 2021 seconds for Jabari fucking Parker. Jabari Parker, if he wasn't under contract next year, he'd be out of the league. Jabari Parker's so irrelevant. Like he's a, he's one of the biggest busts. He's basically he's one of the biggest busts in the history of the league. They basically traded me to a team. And I remember when this came out, when they got the Bleach Report update of this uh, mock trade that went on, it said, Nets take a gamble on Jabari Parker. 
No shit, it's a gamble. <laughs> but there's no way the Nets, who are in win now, trying to win a championship next year with KD and Kyrie, are giving up a key rotation player in Garrett Temple and a pick to get Jabari Parker. Are they friends with Jabari Parker? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, Kyrie and Jabari Parker both went to Duke at different times, so I'm sure he sees Kyrie as like a mentor. And maybe like crazy Kyrie's like, I need Jabari Parker. Yeah, Kyrie. Kyrie's too busy trying not to play. So maybe that's why he wants Jabari Parker there. To play. (laughs) Okay. The (laughs) Knicks and Bucks make a swap. The Knicks get DJ Wilson and the 19th pick in the draft for Reggie Bullock, a 2021 second from Detroit, and a 2022 second. Is Reggie Bullock really worth a 19th pick in the draft? It's a weak draft class, so maybe Reggie Bullock would fit well in Milwaukee given his ability to shoot threes and surround Giannis with another shooter. Yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate it. Reggie Bullock just came off a sports hernia surgery, and they are getting the Pistons' 2021 first next year or second next year. I don't know. See, I just, with any of these, like, is the whole point of this them supposed to be predicting trades? No, it's just, what would they do if they were the GMs, I guess? And clearly, they're all shitty GMs. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, it's not a horrible trade. I just don't see it actually happening. I could see something, something along those but boundaries happening. But not this exact one. Well, do you understand how hard it is to get any exact one? I did my mock trade deadline podcast, and I didn't hit any yeah, of them with the exact one. Yeah, but yours always make more sense than these. Well, that's why I said I'd be the best writer for Bleacher Report. Maybe they, maybe just start making bad trades. Okay, next. Oh my god, Ella. <laughs> the Knicks and the T-Wolves make a swap. The T-Wolves get Julius Randle. So, keep it, they already have Carl Anthony Towns, a big man who can't defend. I still like Julius Randle. Yeah, but next to Cat? Probably not. (laughs) Cat can shoot threes, Julius Randle can't, but neither of them can play defense. So, you got two big men both that can't defend the rim. So, the Timberwolves get Julius Randle, (laughs) the second pick in the draft. So, in this mock lottery they did... The Knicks got the second pick and then flip it. So the Knicks, who never win the lottery and have the worst lottery luck ever, get the second pick and they have them trading it. That seems very Knicks. That seems very I don't Knicks. know if it's very Knicks because they always get sh- screwed in the lottery. But anyway, so Julius Randle, the second pick in the draft, and the 38th pick in the draft go to the T-Wolves. The Knicks get the fifth pick, so they go from the second to the fifth pick. So to go down three spots, they get... James Johnson and Jared Culver. So Jared Culver was a fifth pick in the draft last year to move up three spots in a bad draft. You're telling me the Knicks are going or the T-Wolves are going to give up Jared Culver, the fifth pick in the draft, to move up three spots in a bad draft. Yes. There's no way in hell they're doing that. They just took Jared Culver with the fifth overall pick. And you're going to say, okay, we want to move up from 2 to 5, so we're going to give up. This would be a great trade for the Knicks, going from 2 to 5 and getting Jack Culver. But there's no way in hell the T-Wolves would ever do that after just using the fifth pick in the draft to get him. No. And then... And the T-Wolves seem really focused on keeping Cat happy right now. And, like, trying to actually build their team. And just 
Yeah. Stop. And then... Does anyone want a dog that squeaks toys 24-7? If you do, let us know. <laughs> and then... The T-Wolves flipped Julius Randall. So I said Julius Randall and a cat don't make sense next to each other. They flipped Julius Randall for Rudy Gay. Why? Like, I feel like you could get more for Julius Randall than Rudy Gay. Yeah. Rudy Gay at this point, ever since he tore his Achilles, he clearly hasn't been the same player. But... <laughs> this is a wreck. And then... No, we're not done yet. So the T-Wolves got Julius Randle, flipped Julius Randle for Rudy Gay, then flipped Rudy Gay to the Lakers. The T-Wolves trade Rudy Gay and the 16th pick in the draft for the 39th pick in the draft and Danny Green. You don't tell me the Lakers are giving up Danny Green for, Ru- for Rudy Gay for, and the 16th the pick. T-Wolves. Good for them. <laughs> After all that nonsense, they ended up with Danny Green. <laughs> Good like, for them. You're, the Lake, you're telling me the Lakers, who are potentially the best team in the league, are giving up the third best player. We're talking shit on these fake D- GMs. That T-Wolves GM is the best GM out there. <laughs> Well, if you combined all three trades, <laughs> he basically got Danny Green, the second overall pick, and the 38th pick. For the fifth pick, James Johnson and Jared Culver. They still gave up a lot. Even with Danny Green in that, they still oh, gave up I Jared think Culver. that was great. But the Lakers wouldn't do that. Basically. Unless LeBron James hates Danny Green. Unless Bronny James was in this draft class and they could take him a 16th overall, they're yeah. not doing that fucking trade. But there's no way they're trading out the third best player to move from 39th to 16th in the draft. No. The Boston Celtics get Luke Kennard for Carson Edwards, Javante Green, and the 30th pick in the draft. This one I could conceivably see. Luke Kennard was on the trade block and almost traded to the Phoenix Suns during the trade deadline. But I feel like the Pistons could get more. Carson Edwards I do like as a prospect. I was really upset when the Sixers didn't get him. Javante Green is nobody, and then the 30th pick in the draft is the worst pick in the first round in a bad draft class. So I just feel like the Pistons, they should be rebuilding, and maybe Luke Kennard is a part of that rebuild. Maybe he's not. He's the former 10th pick in the draft, but I feel like the Pistons could get more. I think the Pistons are by far and away the worst team in the NBA starting next year. Uh-huh. I think they are the bottom dwellers of the league, so it makes sense to trade Luke Kennard instead of paying him a lucrative contract extension. So you think the Pistons could get more? I think the Pistons... They, they almost got the Suns' uh, lottery the pick, pick this year. 30th. It's the box. Oh, so it's yeah. the dead last... It's the last pick of the first round in a bad dra- draft class. Yeah. They need something. So I Does think... Does Celtics still have a ton of picks? Yeah, they have their own. They have the Grizzlies. They have the box. I think that's the only three first-round picks they have this year. Yeah, those are the three they have this year. I don't know about going forward, but I know they have three in this draft. They have their own, the Bucks and the Grizzlies. What do you think if they threw in, like, a 2022 pick? I don't know what picks they have that year, but, like, another pick? Um, more they conceivable. Else. Yeah, or maybe not even if they gave up the 30th pick. Maybe if they gave the Grizzlies pick, which would be, like, what, 15, 16, or 17? Let's say it's the 16th pick in the draft, the Grizzlies pick. Are the Celtics going to do that? The 16th pick in Carson Edwards for Luke Kennard, yeah. I think, Phil Valio. Yeah. 
So I think that would be more realistic. It's just it's just how weak this draft class is. No one's going to be, like, giving up. Now, this one's ridiculous. Devontae Graham played out of his fucking mind this year. And I love Devontae Graham. I don't think Devontae Graham is as good as he played. I just think he's a product of being on a bad team, so he's able to put up stats. I'll take it. I think he's going to be one of the best backup point guards in the NBA. Should we trade for him? But there's no reason he should be the best player on a team. He gets traded. Devontae Graham and Cody Malden gets traded to the Clippers for Fiondu Cabangeli, Matumbo's nephew, Landry Shamet, a 2022 seconds, and the 57th pick in the draft. So they gave up Devontae Graham... Basically, for Landry Shamet and Matumbo's nephew, who was a first-round pick this year, but it has hardly played. But Landry Shamet hasn't even been playing as well. So why why would they give up Devontae Graham for saying, so little? They essentially traded him for nothing. The 57th pick in the draft is hardly a pick. That's The draft is almost yeah. over. A 2022 second from the Clippers is going to be a bad second rounder because the Clippers are going to be good for years. To me, what that trade looks like is a team not valuing Devontae Graham, but like they could get so much more without Devontae Graham this this year. Potentially his peak at like how good everyone's seeing him, and it's and Landry Shamit. Yeah, he's a good shooter, but Devontae Graham is probably a better shooter than him. So you're getting a worse shooter who can't play point guard, who could probably defend a little better, and hoping Fionn Ducabengeli. Turns into something. Which I think he could. I don't think he will in the Clippers. I think he's going to be a second contract guy. Because between Montrezl Harrell, Zubak, there's not enough guys. And Cody Martin, both Martin twins, Cody and Caleb Martin, both were starting for the Hornets yeah, at the end of the year. Didn't he play decent this year? Yeah, both, both Martin twins did. Good for the so, Clippers. So I think, yeah, this is another highway robbery. And this is what happens in the NBA. Good teams trade rate bad teams. And this is an example of one of them. Mm-hmm. But again, for these Bleach Report writers, it's not a good look for them. Now, here's one that's realistic that I actually thought had a shot to happen during the trade deadline. The Lakers get Derrick Rose. The Pistons get Kyle Kuzma, Quinn Cook, and 2023 seconds. Didn't you say, talk, I don't know if you talked on your pod about a trade like this, but I know that you definitely talked about one similar. I had on my mock trade deadline, I had D-Rose going to the Sixers. Yes. But I did say it was going to be the Sixers or the Lakers if you were to get traded. Mm-hmm. This trade makes sense for the Pistons because they're rebuilding. They could give Kyle Kuzma 35 minutes a game to really let him develop as a primary option, which I don't think he is. But you could always have him, develop him. He'll have, Kyle Kuzma's the type of guy, if he gets traded to the Pistons, will average 24 points a game I in like a year, and then you could flip him for more. And I like the idea of but having him on the Pistons, what's, too. What's d on that team? D-Rose is nothing. He's, I mean, he's not nothing. He's averaged 20 points a game on this year. No, what is he on the Pistons? He's wasting away. Yeah. On the worst team in the league. Yeah. The Lakers, he's a valuable six-man coming off the bench. Probably mm-hmm. the third or fourth best guy on that team. Yeah, I think that's good. And Quinn Cook would be a solid backup point guard for the Pistons, and he'd be able to get minutes where he's not getting in the Lakers. Now the next trade. The Wizards and Bulls swap draft picks. The Wizards get the fourth pick in the draft. The Bulls get the ninth pick in the draft. So for the Bulls moving down five spots, they got the Wizards 2021 unprotected and Mo Wagner. And the Wizards get Luke Cornett. 
So to move down, to move up five spots, the Wizards are giving away. Keep in mind, the Wizards might not be good next year. I know John Wall's coming back. To move up five spots. They're giving up a 2021 unprotected first. So let's say the Wizards eat shit again, even with John Wall. The 2021 first is gone. Because they went from the ninth pick to the fourth pick. Is 2021 going to be a better draft? Yes, significantly better. And they're giving up Mo Wagner on the process, who's better than Luke Cornette. So they're giving... Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner's decent. I like him. I I wasn't being sarcastic. Mo Wagner's brother might actually end up... He's not on the track, as he didn't declare. Maybe next year. But anyway... That's another down one. In this draft, fourth pick to ninth pick isn't that drastic of a difference because after, after basically you have Lamelo okay, and Anthony why Edwards. You're unprotected, twenty twenty one first. It, it doesn't make sense. No. That, that's why I'm doing this podcast to show how big a fraud Bleacher Report is, <laughs> and how ridiculous this trade these trades are. Not sponsored. <laughs> the Mavs then get Mo Wagner. The Bulls flip Mo Wagner. And they flipped Ty Jerome, which we didn't get to how they got Ty Jerome to begin with. Ty Jerome, keep in mind, was a first-round pick from the Phoenix Suns last year and hardly played this year. He was on the uh, Virginia National Championship team and then was drafted in the first round by the Suns. But the Bulls flip Mo Wagner and Ty Jerome for the 31st pick in the draft and 2021 seconds. So they flipped two former first-rounders in back-to-back drafts for the 31st pick in the draft in a future seconds. Again, makes no sense. The Trailblazers and the Bulls. The Bulls get Trevor. I mean, the Bulls are still doing stuff. Yes. And then after this, we get into some Sixers trades. The Bulls trade Thaddeus Young, Chandler Hutchinson, and the 47th pick. They get the 14th pick, Nasir Little, and Trevor Ariza. So you are telling me... The Trailblazers give up the 14th pick <laughs> for Thaddeus Young and Chandler Hutchinson. And, and they give up Nasir Little, who was a first-round pick last year. So To me, it seems like Bleacher Report is... Um, not valuing draft picks whatsoever. I... Yeah. No, but then there's some where they do. Oh, yeah, I'll give you an unprotected first. I think they're just, like, pro-tanking, but they don't understand with tanking that, like, draft picks are good. They just seem very confused about the whole process. The Trailblazers, <laughs> the Trailblazers lacked so much depth this year. There's no way they're giving up the 14th pick in the draft to get Thaddeus Young. No. And they're giving up Nasir Little, who was a first-round pick last year, on top of it. That is the most... Okay, I said the Marvin Bagley one was the most asinine. This might be the most asinine. The Sixers get rid of Al Horford. <laughs> no! <laughs> the Rockets get Al Horford. After the Rockets specifically traded away Clint Capella and said, <laughs> we will revolutionize basketball, we are playing with no center. They then had the Rockets trading for a center. So whichever Bleacher Report guy was running the Rockets but looked at the roster... A key aspect in this trade... That the Rockets really didn't want Al Horford. They really did this trade to get Corkmots in shape. Which I don't think there's any shot in hell the Sixers give up Corkmots in shape. <laughs> they might have to in order to get rid of Horford's contract. They want to get rid of him that bad. But before we talk about that, let's read the trade. The Rockets get Al Horford, even though they said they don't want centers. They traded away Clint Capella for Robert Covington. Okay, so they but don't let's want say a center. They only, 
they just take them together. I just feel like the GM of the Rockets on this looked at the roster and said, Holy shit, we need a center. And yeah. traded for who? Yep. He is not That's thinking the Rockets the Rockets do not want a center. They yeah. traded away Clint Capella for Robert Covington. Agreed. But anyway, the Rockets get Al Horford, the 34th pick in the draft, a high second rounder, Furkan Korkmaz, who's on a minimum contract, and Shake Milton, who's on a minimum contract for three more years after this year. Shake Milton averaged 18 points a game over the 15 games Ben Simmons was out. Before the pandemic happened and the league shut down. He's going to get us a ring. And keep in mind, in order to win a championship, you need guys on minimum contracts that can contribute. Like Korkmaz, like Shake Milton, like Matisse Thibel. Clearly the Sixers aren't ready to win a championship yet, but you need guys like that that can contribute on minimum contracts. Yeah. So the Sixers, they basically have them just giving them away. And I get having to give Korkmaz and Shake away to get off Al Horford's contract. But here the Sixers get Eric Gordon, who Eric Gordon has the same exact contract as Horford, so they're not getting off any money. They're still in luxury tax hell. They don't save. They don't save a dollar. Eric Gordon and Horford almost have identical contracts. So yeah, Eric Gordon fits a hell of a bit better because he can shoot and he's not a center trying to play next to Embiid. But you're not saving any money, and they have them giving up Korkmaz and Shake in order to not save any money. The Sixers also get with Eric Gordon. Austin Rivers, fake doc. <laughs> Nemanja, Nemanja Bialica. Asshole. Who they got in the Marvin Bagley trade that they trade rate. Then Chris Clemens and Isaiah Hardenstein. Okay, but Bialica doesn't even like us. Bialica signed with the Sixers, then said, never mind, you're going back overseas, and then signed with Sacramento. So essentially, if this trade goes through, he's just going to go overseas. I mean, I don't think he's allowed to. I think his contract says you have to finish it out. Maybe after the year, if he hates the Sixers so much. <laughs> Why does he hate us? So, I don't know. I feel like Bielitsa is clearly better than Korkmaz and Shake, so he makes the trade a little bit more bearable, but I think Shake and Furkan Korkmaz are both better than Austin Rivers. Yeah. But the thing is, the Sixers need ball handling. Austin Rivers can handle the ball, but so can Shake Milton. So I guess you're picking your poison there. Shake Milton, I like he's on a minimum contract for three more years after this year. The Rockets then flip Shake Milton to the Trailblazers for the 44th pick in the draft. So a mid-second round pick for a guy who just averaged 18 points a game over the final 15 so and finally started to emerge. Just let us keep Shake. I would have rather given them a, one of our 12 That's second round picks. Yeah. But anyway, Shake Milton for the 44th pick. The Rockets then, after getting a center, which they don't want, <laughs> trade Russell Westbrook to who? No one but the New York Knicks, who finally get the superstar. The Knicks. This is crazy. The Knicks gave up a shit they ton. They literally gave up their entire. Is that their starting lineup? Like, no. What is no. the Knicks' starting lineup right now? Well, they had Mitch Robinson come off the bench for figure next year, who's a starting center. Julius Randle's probably playing power forward. Oh, yeah. RJ, okay. And they already traded Julius Randle. Then RJ Barrett. No, I'm saying, like, with these stupid trades, is this their starting lineup that they basically traded? Um, well, let's see. To get Russell Westbrook, they traded RJ Barrett. Okay, they just took him with the third pick in the draft. He'd be starting. Taj Gibson was a starting center this year over Mitch Robinson because David Fisdale yeah. is incompetent. Okay. Wayne Ellington, he comes off the bench. Okay. 
Alfred Payton and Dennis Smith Jr. So one of the two of them are going to be a starting point guard. <laughs> this is crazy. The fifth pick in the draft. And Dallas's 2021 first that he got for Kristaps. So you're giving up for Russell Westbrook to be by himself with no help, <laughs> no help with him. It's the, the team would be Russell Westbrook and Mitch Robinson and nobody else. So, like, there's no conceivable way that Westbrook would be able to make the Knicks into anything by himself. We saw his MVP year. He somehow pulled off the sixth seed in the West with OKC, but he still had Steven Adams. He still had some I guys next to him. Who's left? Um, I could actually pull up the roster, or try to pull up the roster, because they did the rosters after these trades, but, like, nobody. No. Who, whoever, they got Jared Culver from the T-Wolves. So they got they got rid of RJ Bowd, who's the third pick in the draft. Got in Jared Culver with a fifth pick in the draft, but they gave up RJ Barrett, the fifth pick, the 2021 first from Dallas, and Dennis Smith Jr. and Alfred Payton and Wayne Ellington and Taj Gibson. They gave up Wait. way too much for Russell Westbrook. How are the Rockets gonna make that work? What do you mean? Who's gonna be on the Rockets? Harden. Al Horford, Korkmaz, Shake. <laughs> that's I know, but like that's a lot. RJ Barrett. Well, yeah. The, uh, but like you understand what I'm saying? Like, there's not enough room for like, because aren't they gonna want Al Horford, Shake, Milton, Korkmaz, RJ? Bar- like, aren't they gonna want all these people on their team to actually play? Like, yeah, but. I guess, given they're is? getting R.J. Barrett the fifth pick in 2021 first, they would do it and just deal with it. And just cut people? Yeah, I will trade. They're not done trade. The Rockets, I think they said, made 13 trades in this thing. Okay. So out of the 40 trades, 13 of them were the Rockets. Okay. The Rockets then trade okay, Al okay. The Rockets then trade Al Horford. So we just talked about the Rockets <laughs> bringing in Al Horford. They trade Al Horford, and they trade DeAndre Hunter, who they got from Marvin Bagley. <laughs> And they traded the fifth pick, who they got for Russell Westbrook. And they traded the Hawks 2021 first unprotected. So for Marvin Bagley, they got DeAndre Hunter and that Hawks 2021 unprotected. They gave up a Hawks 2021 unprotected, the fifth pick, DeAndre Hunter. That is absurd how much young value they got and they're trading it all away. I mean, that's... 2021 Hawks unprotected could be the first pick in the draft. Yeah. The fifth pick in the draft, DeAndre Hunter, who's the fourth pick in the draft, and Al Horford. To get Zach Levine, Trevor Ariza, Ryan Archidiakono, and the 14th pick in the draft. So you're going down nine, nine spots in the draft. And to get Zach Levine, you're giving up Al Horford, DeAndre Hunter, and 2021 first unprotected from the Hawks. There's no way in hell Zach Levine is worth that much. So this Rockets GM is just incompetent. <laughs> he makes a good trade. To get R.J. Barrett, the fifth pick, and then just flips it for Zach Levine. So now you have Harden and Zach Levine, two guys who both are the two of the biggest gunners in the league. Yeah. Who both need the ball in their hands. And then you have R.J. Barrett, who is the same exact way. You have R.J. Barrett, Harden. But I Harden, feel like with, like, DeAndre Hunter, the fifth pick, and 2021, and let's just put Al Horford in there, because assuming they don't want to center and the money, or I don't, whatever, they probably could have gotten... They could have done another trade. They could have gotten more than yeah. Zach Levine. Yeah. But you have Zach Levine, James right. Harden, and RJ Barrett. All three guys that need the ball in their hand. All three guys that shoot a million shots a game. All three guys with 
I don't say low basketball IQ because James Harden's a basketball genius, but three guys that have poor shot selection just want to shoot 30 times a game. James all three Harden of them. plays a different type of game. But the point is you can't have guys like Zach Levine and Andre Barrett next to him in order to succeed. No. Okay, the Cavs trade Andre Drummond and the 22nd pick in the draft for Patrick Beverly, Ivica Zubac, and Rodney Magruder. So they're giving up the 22nd pick to trade... Potentially the best player. And I'm not an Andre Drummond fan. You guys know this. But Andre Drummond, he only has one. He's going to opt into his player he's option. He's a Drummond fan. I used to be a Drummond fan because he's a phenomenal rebounder. But he's so bad at everything else and how the NBA keeps evolving. And he's just not evolving with it. He's trying to evolve. He's literally shooting air balls as threes. Steven claims he met Drummond at Temple. I met but Drummond. There's no, but guess what? He doesn't have a picture. Apparently, no one else saw him. <laughs> I met Drummond and which Morse brother? Marcus Morse was on there at the time. <laughs> I saw Boban and Stan Van Gundy, little Cho, standing walking, next to each other comes, from blocks he, away. He was walking back from class and went up to all of them and said hi. It was the most ridiculous thing to ever happen to me. It was before the Sixers and Pistons had a preseason game, and the Pistons were using Temple's practice facility for their morning practice before the preseason game. And I saw them get. I saw Boban and I saw Stan Van Gundy standing next to each other. I said, "Oh my God, that's so funny. That looks like it'd be like Boban and Stan Van Gundy next to each other with how big the height difference was." <laughs> then I was like, "Wait, we're playing the Pistons tonight." Then I was like, "Wait, holy shit, that is Boban." So as I'm walking d- up the street. I then see them getting off the bus, and I go, yo, what's up, Marcus Morris? <laughs> and he's like, yo, what's good? I was like, you miss Philly? Like, you're back. And then Drummond came off the bus. I was like, yo, Drummond, what's good? Shoot some free throws. But anyway, so the Cavs will Now be- back to reality. Yeah, reality. Please your report <laughs> fantasy. The Cavs... Drummond has one year left on his deal when he's a free agent, so the Cavs could just take the cap space and let Drummond walk. Instead, they gave up the 22nd pick to tie themselves up with money with Patrick Beverly, who I like Patrick Beverly, but what's he going to do on a bad team like the Cavs? That's Ivica Zubac and Roddy Magruder. So they just tie up their money for years to come when they could have just saved the salary cap space. Makes no sense. I like Drummond's fit on the Clippers. You had Drummond and Montrezl Harrell. No one's going to be able to rebound you. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Patrick Beverly is more valuable of a player than Andre Drummond. At this I point in their especially, careers. I don't see the Clippers parting ways with him. I don't think they I don't think they would either. Like he seems like such a big part of their team that I don't see that happening. Like a big voice on their team. What do you call him? What do you mean? Um The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> like what, like a veteran presence? No, I forgot the other word. Like Mike Scott. The enforcer. The enforcer. Yeah, and every, I think every good team needs an enforcer on their team. So they basically got Drummond, who's a little baby. Drummond and beat his real estate in his head. Anyway, <laughs> the Sixers make another trade after trading Al Horford, Shake, and Cork Mots. Fun they then trade Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson. So they traded Horford, Tobias, so Josh Richardson, Corkmont. <laughs> we traded everyone but Embiid and Simmons. So this GM was smart enough to not trade Embiid or Simmons and keep them together. <laughs> we trade Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson, Zaire Smith, and look, the first pick protection, a 2022 top eight protected first for Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, and Corey Joseph. 
Now, this trade kind of makes sense. Buddy Heald isn't happy coming off the bench. The Sixers... Um, need shooting. Yeah, Sixers need shooting bad. He's a, clearly a better shooter than Tobias Harris. But the only thing about this trade is Josh Richardson is going to be a free agent after next year. Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald both are close to locked into a max contract. So the Sixers would have... Five five guys on Neo Max contracts. So they'd be in such luxury tax hell. Right now they have four guys on Neo Max contracts. Now they'd have five guys with Ben Simmons, Embiid, Eric Gordon, Buddy Heald, and Harrison Barnes, all close to on max contracts. Well, I also hate with the They'd be in luxury tax hell. That since there's so many guys near max contracts that they also gave up in the other trade, Cork, Mots, and Shake. Yeah. Because so, that screws us even more. And then not only that, they flip Harrison Bones and they give up the 22nd pick in the draft to get Kevin Love. Kevin so Love! The Sixers add more shooting to their team with Kevin Love. So they now if Kevin Love, Buddy Heald, Eric Gordon, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid as a starting five. And again, they're still in luxury tax hell. They a good g- team. They gave up their, their OKC first round pick that they own. In order to get Caleb, so they can't even get guys on rookie contracts to fill out with the rest of the team. They're betting on winning that year. And we already saw what happens when they tried doing that. It didn't work. Nothing's gonna work. The process is a joke. The Bulls trade Larry Markinen, the main building block, Larry Markinen, for Ty Jerome, Mikhail Bridges, and a 2021 first top three protected, unprotected in 2022. So, the Suns suck. <laughs> You're getting the top three protected first, so figure that could be the fourth pick in the draft. Mikhail Bridges and Ty Jerome for Larry Markinen. I think that's a pretty good return for the Bulls, actually. I feel like that's a lot for him. Larry Markinen's good. He had He's a bad good, year this year. He's good, but he had a bad year. Yeah, but imagine, imagine having him next to Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden. But that's a great thing. But is he realistically going to go to the Suns to thrive? I don't think That's so. That's just a really bad defensive team. Larry Markin and DeAndre Aiden and Devin Booker. It'd be super I, fun I to watch offensively. I don't think that would be helpful for Larry Markin's career. It's fine. Because the Suns trade Larry Markin into Houston. So yes! Houston now has the big man. After trading out Horford. Okay. But I like that it's going to the Rockets. Because even though they don't want a big man, I think to have a young big man... Well, he doesn't play center, so like he's not a big man. He, no, does, he doesn't like, protect the rim, so he's not I a big like man. But I like that for what their vibe is on the Rockets. So now the Rockets, I like that, the right? Rockets would have Larry Markkinen, James Harden, R.J. Barrett, and Zach Levine as their main four guys. In order to get Larry Markkinen, they traded the sixth pick, which ended up being Obi Toppin, the 22nd pick, and Alfred Payton. So the Suns basically gave up a 2021 first next year, Mikhail Bridges and Ty Jerome, for the sixth pick, the 22nd pick, and Alfred Payton. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. They already dumped Alfred Payton once. They're going from Ty Jerome, who's a first-round pick, to Alfred Payton. Mikhail Bridges, who they took, who they traded two first-round picks to get for the 22nd pick, and then trading... A 2021 first unprotected for the six pack. So I just don't know why the fuck the Suns will f- get Larry Markin in and then flip him for a worse package that they gave They're him away for. They're just downgrading. Yeah, so why would they do it to begin with? 
I don't know. Okay. Are they next. in any other trades? Like, could they be prepping? Like, but that doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. Because I was gonna say, could they be doing that to like prep for some other future trade? But like, why not just keep the original picks you have? It, I don't understand at all. That's again why we're doing this. Okay, the Nuggets, Spurs, and Nets have a three-teamer. The Nuggets oh, get this is gonna be good. The Net, Nuggets get Derek White, Rodians Curix, and Theo Pinson. The Spurs get Spencer Dinwiddie, Torian Prince, Jared Allen, and the 20th pick in the draft. And the Nets get DeMar DeRozan, Jeremy Grant, and the 41st pick in the draft. So the Nets finally get the third starter pair with KD and Kyrie. DeMar DeRozan, I think, is shit at this point in his career. He doesn't shoot threes. He's just a mid-range jumper specialist. I think Jeremy Grant would be a bigger addition to this Nets team than DeMar DeRozan would. I was going to say... Ooh. I love the package for the Spurs. The Spurs have to I give up. I say, do you even consider DeMar DeRozan like a third star? On yes, team? because a star is someone who averages 20 points a game, and that's but what that's what a third real guy does. Is he going to do that on the Nets? Who averaged 17? I don't, 17, I don't know. I don't think he's But Jeremy, like Jeremy Grant's defensive ability Jeremy on that Grant's team? Jeremy Grant's been playing set. So let's see. The Spurs end up making out real well. They get Torian Prince, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jaron Allen, yeah, and the 20th yeah. pick for DeMar DeRozan and his expiring contract. And while they have to give up Derek White on his rookie deal to be able to do this trade, Derek White and DeJounte Murray are repetitive of each other. They're both um, guards who can defend and can't shoot threes. So I get why they could do it, especially if they're getting that big of a haul. They could build around Jared Allen at center, get Torian Prince, Spencer Dinwiddie, 20th pick. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, that's exciting. The Nuggets are basically swapping Jeremy Grant for Derek White. That makes sense, given they want to make room for Michael Porter Jr. And the Nets, given that they gave up a shit ton to get Jabari Parker, they might as well get the third star with DeMar DeRozan. But I think giving up Torian Prince, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, the 20th pick, Theo Pinson, and Rodian's Curex in order to get DeMar DeRozan, is giving up way too much. Yeah. I think the Nets are better off with that. I think the Nets' core of building blocks around Kyrie and KD... I like of, the squad they have. With, yes, Torian Prince, Dinwiddie, Jared Allen, Garrett Temple. I wouldn't want to trade any of these guys because I think they're good rotation guys to have to, bu- to build with around KD and Kyrie. I think they just trying to do a trade to get Jeremy Grant and just not do DeRozan and have the... Try and keep the other guys on the team. Yeah, but, flip, flip like Torian Prince in like a second yeah. rounder. For yeah, that Jeremy way you Grant. still keep your core there, but then you're getting Jeremy Grant, who I think would be an awesome addition. The Pacers go star hunting and get Blake Griffin and Svimai Hyluk from the Pacers, or from the Pistons, for Miles Turner, Jeremy Lamb, and TJ Leaf. There's been speculation that Miles Turner is going to be traded because him and Sabonis don't fit too well together next to each other, and Sabonis is clearly the better guy out of the two, making his first All-Star team this year. But I don't think trading for that Blake Griffin contract is the answer either. I get why the Pacers would want to do it, because it gives you your big three of Sabonis, Blake Griffin, and Oladipo. All three of them could conceivably be All-Stars in the East in the same year. But Blake Griffin can't stay healthy. He's on a huge $40 million a year contract. I don't think this is the trade that they make in order to move Miles Turner. There's a lot of guys that are going to want Miles Turner. I think you could actually get real value from him rather than giving him up for Blake Griffin. The Pistons then flip Miles Turner as part of the rebuild. They get J.J. Redick, Jackson Hayes, 
the 29th pick in the draft, and the 2023 seconds. Personally, I think you could probably get more for Miles Turner. Jackson Hayes is a huge question mark. He's only been playing basketball for three years. The 29th pick is in a bad draft class. J.J. Redick doesn't do anything for a rebuilding team. So I just feel like, yeah, the Pistons could rebuild, but I feel like they'd be better off rebuilding around Miles Turner, given he has three more years on his deal, and they can use him as a building block or a trade chip later down the line. They already have Kuzma, mm-hmm. so they trade Blake. You could build it on Miles Turner and Kuzma as a pretty good 4-5. Um, and five. and I, yeah. get, I get wanting to get Jackson Hayes in that trade, and J.J. Redick adds that veteran presence. Here they don't have J.J. Redick getting flipped, but if I'm the Pistons, I'm flipping J.J. Redick. I was going to say that. I, I feel like this isn't bad if the Pistons' intentions are to flip J.J. Redick. And if they think really highly of Jackson Hayes, which I personally like him, but do I think he's ever going to be a star? No. I don't think Jackson Hayes is ever going to be as good as Miles Turner is. No. I don't think so either. But he's definitely fun. The Magic, the NBA could suck my dick. Yeah, good job, Jackson Hayes. Maybe that's why they want him. They want someone who speaks his mind. Yeah. Okay. And JJ Reddick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's two controversial players right there. They need some excitement. The Orlando... But J.J. Redick doesn't speak up when there's someone locked in the back of his trunk. But anyway, the Orlando Magic <laughs> get... Oh, the Orlando Magic finally get rid of Aaron Gordon. They trade Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, and the 15th pick to get Jamal Murray, Will Barton, and the 43rd pick. Is this trade that drastic that the Magic had to give up the 15th pick in order to get those two guys? Will Barton, I guess, is better than Evan Fournier, and Jamal Murray, I guess, is better than Aaron Gordon. But do you really need to give the 15th pick with Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier in order to get that done? I guess the Magic want to do it because they haven't had a point guard in five years, ever since Jameel Nelson left. And they need a point guard bad. But giving up the 15th pick where they could just draft in a very heavy point guard heavy draft... Mm -hmm. That's basically saying, okay, we're giving up on Markel Fultz. I guess you could play Fultz and Jamal Murray together. And I do love Will Barton. He, I had him as a borderline Western Conference All-Star this year. He's a big analytic stats guy. But I don't think the Magic would have to give up the 15th pick. Or, yeah, the Magic would have to give up the 15th pick to get this done. The Hawks trade Clint Capella, who they love, before he even plays a game for them. To the Celtics for Marcus Smart and, Mar- and Robert Williams. If the Celtics wanted Clint Capella for Marcus Smart so badly, they would have done it by now. Yeah. But Marcus Smart is such a key piece they're to that team. They're not going to give up Marcus Smart, and I don't think they're going to give him up for Clint Capella. If they wanted to, they would have did it by now. Houston, yeah. Houston traded Capella for Covington. They would have done it for Marcus Smart. There's not a doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. No. But... So, yeah, I get the Celtics need a center, but Daniel Tice was very good this year. Ennis Kanter is an adequate backup. So I get that they need a center, and Clint Capella could be that center. But when it comes to the playoffs and the Eastern Conference Finals, you're going to rather have Marcus Smalling your team than Clint Capella. Here's a three-team trade involving the first pick, the third pick, and the sixth pick in the draft. The Warriors get the third pick in Marcus Smart. So the Hawks fucking flipped Marcus Smart already. <laughs> The third pick and Marcus Mark go to Golden State. The Hawks get the first pick, I'm assuming from Golden State. 
the Bucks 2022 first, Jetty Osman and Jordan Poole, and the Cavs get the sixth pick in John Collins. What the fuck happens? The Hawks. Wait, I need to like. So let's see. The process ha- this. The Hawks gave up. I'm assuming the sixth pick. And they also gave up John Collins and Marcus Smart to go from the sixth pick to go from the sixth pick to the first pick. Get the Bucks twenty twenty two first, which should be bad given Giannis's could still be there. And Jetty Osman and Jordan Poole. So they gave up John Collins and Marcus Smart for nothing. Collins and Marcus Smart would be. I think you have you have Trey Young, Marcus Smart, John Collins, and the sixth pick. You could. You could build around. And keep in mind they have Marvin Bagley in this scenario because he traded DeAndre Hunter for him. I mean, I guess if they really want the first pick. Well, clearly they do. Yeah, like. Because I mean, they, they gave away John Collins yeah, and like, Marcus Smart. I guess if they really, really want so the let's first see. pick in this draft. But why would the Hawks desperately want the first pick in the draft? Couldn't they still get someone for their team with the six? Yeah. Like, they could get someone who fits their team better. If they get the first pick, they'll probably be taking Anthony Edwards. He's from Georgia. He played at Georgia. He's from Atlanta. It makes sense. LaMelo Ball doesn't fit well. LaMelo Ball and Trey Young do not fit well together. That's probably what this person... So this person says, okay, let's get Anthony Edwards. But they gave up John Collins and Marcus Smart in order to do it, which is ridiculous. This is a great trade for the Royals. They go from the first pick to the third pick and get Marcus Smart. This is a great trade from the Cavs. They go from the third pick to the sixth pick and get yeah. John Collins and just give up Jetty Osman in 2022 first from Milwaukee. No, it's great for them, but I don't know what the Hawks are doing. The Rockets, who got RJ Barrett, <laughs> this is how the Cavs got the sixth pick to begin with. The Cavs... Oh, no. The Cavs get the sixth pick in that trade... And John Collins, and then flip the six pick okay. and give a 2021 unprotected first. So there's another unprotected first from a terrible team. The Cavs, <laughs> the Cavs are probably second worst team in the league behind the Pistons, give up the 2021 unprotected for RJ Barrett, the 14th pick, and Golden State's 2024 seconds. So to get RJ Barrett, they're giving up the six pick and a 2021 unprotected. I think that's stupid. That's absurd. I think that you could take someone with the six pick in this draft. That does the same thing as R.J. Barrett. I don't think R.J. Barrett's that great. I think there's a lot of other guys that could do what he does, and I think that they could probably get that with the six pick. Why but they, they, they are getting the 14th pick, so they're moving down eight spots from six to 14. So figure they're moving down eight spots, and they're giving up they're a 20 round protected for R.J. Barrett. Yeah, so they could be giving up the potentially number one pick in the draft because giving it's unprotected. Okay, we have two trips. Two trades left. I'm frustrated. This gets me fucking heated reading these. <laughs> the Heat get Kyle Lowry. Okay. So they get a star to pair with Jimmy Butler. They trade Andre Iguodala, Kendrick Nunn, Kelly Olenek, and 2022 seconds. This one actually makes a lot of sense to me. I could see that happening. This is my rationale. Kyle Lowry, I think isn't going to resign unless Giannis says, I'm not going there. They have to basically this summer decide between... They need to resign this summer, decide, are we resigning Fred Van Vliet? If they're resigning Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry is most likely out the door. So, Andre Iguodala has an expiring contract. Kelly Olin, after 
this is all saying in 2021 because the Raptors still want to pursue Giannis. So they don't clog up any cap space. Iggy and Olenek are both under contract next year, and then they're free agents, so it doesn't clog up any 2021 money. And they get Kendrick Nunn, who they could have this low $1.5 million cap hold on the books. If Giannis goes there, then they could re-sign Kendrick Nunn. So this one actually makes a lot of sense to me. The Heat get their guy, but the Raptors, I guess they must have to think very highly of Kendrick Nunn to do this trade in order to do it, because this is a significant step backwards, I feel like, in talent level. Iggy, I don't think, has that much left in the tank. I guess you'd be having Kendrick Nunn and and Fred Van Vliet as your starting backcourt, rather than Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry, and then you're adding Olenek. But Olenek is not going to do anything. You already have Ibaka, Marcus Hall, and Siakam as your bigs rotation. Mm-hmm. How many minutes is Olenek possibly going to play on that team? None. So I think Masai Ujiri would have to really be high on Kendrick Nunn in order to do this trade. Now, okay. I said three trades were the most asinine trades <laughs> oh, yet. No. This one is the most asinine trade yet. I already saw it. You're covering the screen. It's been up. The Hornets... Trade Nicholas Batum and his ugly-ass contract is $25 million a year next year. Terry Rozier, who they never should have signed to four years, $64 million. No, they're just rebuilding, so they just said... He doesn't play. No, he's just out of the rotation. That's sad. And he's under contract next year, so he's not going to play next year either. Well, maybe they'll be able to trade him now that he's in expiring contracts. Mm -hmm. But no one wanted to take his money for next year. Batum... Terry Rozier, who they had no business signing to four years, $64 million to begin with... And the 8th pick in the draft. So they're giving up the 8th pick in the draft as a rebuilding team to get Hamidou Diallo and Chris Paul. Do teams not know how to fucking rebuild? You're trading for a 37-year-old Chris Paul? Steven, I'm telling you... You're giving up the 8th pick in the draft. at Bleacher Report are trying to tank incorrectly. <laughs> but you're giving up the 8th pick in the draft? I get Chris Paul had a phenomenal year this year. I think he's going to be top 5 in MVP voting, getting that OKC team up to the 5 seed in the West. But to get a 37-year-old Chris Paul and surround him with who? Nobody. Why are you giving up the 8th pick in the draft for that? I oh, Nicholas Batum, who cares? Terry Rozier, you're getting off the money? But you get taking on that horrible Chris Paul money for years and years to come Tying up and fucking up your entire cap sheet. You're better off just keeping what you have. You're better off keeping what you have, drafting the eighth pick, and getting all that cap space to sign young guys with. Then fucking trade for Chris Paul. This one, I think, is the most asinine out of all of them. And with that, I'm no longer frustrated because we are done. So Maybe Michael Jordan wants Chris Paul. Michael Jordan is the worst owner, aside from the Knicks owner. In the NBA. He does so not know I what the hell he's doing. I repeat myself. Maybe Michael Jordan wants Chris This Paul. honestly sounds like something the Hornets would probably do in real life. Because I think the Hornets are one of the worst managed teams in the NBA. So this would not surprise me if they did that. But it would be a terrible, terrible, terrible decision for them to make. With that said, I would like to thank Bleacher Report for giving me this content of this podcast. I know it's been a month since I've been releasing them. I'm going to start trying to get back in once a week now. I have probably four pods coming up. I want to do a three-part segment on my top 100 players of all time, which I recently completed. And then I want to do another podcast with Alexa where where we are going to be doing um, a draft with a $100 million salary cap. And we are going to be drafting the best team we can draft with only four guys on rookie contracts. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, no problem. The folks love having you here. And (laughs) you're the only guest at... 
wants to come on this podcast. I'm also probably the only one allowed to come on now with social distancing. Yeah, we live together, so that helps. Okay. I have a closing question. What? Would you rather have the Sixers, Shitty Owners, or Michael Jordan? <sighs> I think I'd rather have the Sixers, Shitty Owners, because Michael Jordan is fucking terrible. The Shitty Owners making us pay for our tickets right now. Yeah, they'll make us pay for season tickets be- when there's not going to be any fans in the stands in 2021. That's a tad absurd. And our money from last year goes towards our payments this year, so we get no money back for anything. Well, they gave us an option. We could have taken the money back, and we didn't. We chose to roll it over. But, yeah, we're not going to see any money. I know the money from next year, when there's going to be no fans on stage, is just going to roll over to the following yes. year. Yes. So, okay. Um, thank you guys for listening. Rate and review me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Give me five stars. Let me know um, how it can improve, how, what you like, what you don't like. Give me any feedback in the comments. That would be greatly appreciated. Um This is the NBA Eagle Podcast, and we'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks. Bye-bye, guys. Stay safe.